Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Wednesday for those that are here live. Happy, happy Hanukkah for those celebrating. Yesterday we spoke about a little bit of the story of Hanukkah. And one of the things that emerged from the miracle is the, is the understanding, the recognition that in many ways the divine responds to us. This is an important principle in spirituality. That the way we act is the way we're treated. It's a very difficult way of seeing the world. We, we kind of grew up, if you at least grew up in the West, where spirituality is sort of seen as a, it's another way to get things. Or to check yourself, right? You got to check yourself before you wreck yourself. So you got to step up. And so spirituality becomes a whole host of mostly misunderstood customs and rituals. Because there's an underlying deity in which you're trying to get on their good side. And so we do things, A, because they bring tradition and family and that stuff, but really we do things because there's a greater world out there, a spiritual world, and we want a good life. And so we're like kissing up to the spiritual deity. And then we hope that we find favor in his eyes. And in return, he bestows us with his kindness. Right, that's sort of the West's way of. That's like the West's way of taking a king and making him into a god. A part of that, I believe, comes from paganism. Because back in the days of paganism, that's what they did. They would sacrifice and do things to the gods, believing that the gods would give them more bounty. And if you go back far enough to the days of Rome and Greece, you'll see that there's lots of gods that they're playing to. And each, there were different ones. So they went to Zeus for this, and they went for Venus for this, and they went to, you know, uh, whoever. Each, there's like hundreds or sometimes thousands of gods for different things that you needed. You know, today, everything is just sort of under one Amazon.com. But back, you know, back in the old days, like 10 years ago, you had to go to this website for this. You had to go to like diapers.com for diapers, right? And you had to go to wherever for your clothes. You know, Amazon did away with that. So some people see God as Amazon.God. You just one-stop shopping. You know, in the old days, you had to go to like here for the sun and here for the wind and here for the rain and here for, you know, relationships and here for war. And along came God. And God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I could do that. I could third party this. Just, 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 it's one URL, baby. Just come to one place and I'll figure out a way to, you know, I'll work Zeus. I'll cut Zeus in on the back end. So Zeus will make more money under my banner. So don't worry about it. I got Zeus. I just signed up, you know, yeah, I don't know, Aphrodite's. I just, I just signed up. You know, I know there's a whole crew. There's a whole pantheon. 
of gods that I just nailed. It was great. It was a major acquisition that God made. And because he worked out a great deal with them and a split of the revenue, they're under his banner. So now, as opposed to having to go around the block to get what you want, poof, it's one-stop shopping. We love that. We love one-stop shopping. And so, a lot of times when we look at the spiritual world, that's how we sort of see it. Now, there is a certain level of truth to the relationship between us and a king and us and God as king. But I don't want to focus on that piece because there's a whole other world that we miss, which is that the spiritual world in many ways is just a reflection of us. Right? Our actions will determine the impact that the spiritual world has on us. God doesn't just sit back and be like, can you kiss up to me today? God wants us to be great. We got a piece of him inside us. God wants us to be godly. So the way I see it is that it's, it's much closer to, if you will, the metaphor of your body. You don't kiss up to your body and hope that it loses weight for you. You don't like, you know, do a ritual in the morning by drinking hot water and lemon juice and then turn to your body and go, can you please, please, please drop 10 pounds for me today? I did the ritual. See? I drank hot water and lemon juice. Can you please? I didn't eat past 8 o'clock. Can you drop 10 today? Please, 10, please. It, does, it doesn't really work like that, right? And you don't get mad at your body when you put on weight. You, you sort of get, like you put on weight because you just pop too many donuts on Hanukkah. Like it's not your body's fault. And so what happens many times is we don't look at the spiritual world like that. But we should. The spiritual world is, and I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I am no expert on the spiritual world. I'm telling you some of the things that I'm gleaning, which I may be gleaning wrong, from people greater than I, who, which I've quoted here on the show. The spiritual world is a world of fairness. It's a world of of complete justice. Now, there are aspects that are merciful. You can theoretically lose all that weight, if you will, when the moment allows, because in the spiritual world, when you do things that hurt your soul, a resolve to change can help that, which is what a whole Yom Kippur is about, which is what Cheshuva is about, etc., etc. But Our soul is like, in a way, impacted by our actions, like our body. And so when you do something, there's a consequence. 
when you act a certain way, there's a reaction, right? You know, the, the, in the world today, they call it, I don't know where, you know, karma. But it's, it's a, I don't really know enough about karma in its, the way it's being used, but there's a concept like that to some extent where what you do is what you get. And when you do the wrong thing, it comes back. Now, it may not come back in the way you expect. And the, and the guy who's stealing and cheating may look like everything is amazing. But if you follow close enough, the spiritual world's a very fair world. And what you put into spiritual and deep things, usually you get back. Now, I don't, there's lives and life and it gets complicated. Maybe it takes a whole life till you get it. I don't know the timeline. Nobody knows the timeline. But the idea of mida kenegin mida, you act and you get at you and there's a reaction is is sort of part and parcel of the spiritual world. You're not necessarily kissing up to God. God is setting a standard and hoping that you rise to the standard for you. Because if you live in that standard, you will realize your godliness and your life will be much, much, much deeper and qualitative. And what we were talking about yesterday and where we're going to go today and I hope to tomorrow is this concept that when we start to think and act miraculously, we become worthy of miracles. When we bend nature, nature bends to us. Not because we kissed up, because that's how we're built. We're built to bend nature. And when we delve into ourselves and use the inherent powers that we have for right, for good, to overcome the body, the world is built to respond in kind. It may not be in your timeline but it's built to respond in kind, just like the world is built to, to your body is built to slow down when you put the wrong things in just how your body is built. Now people have better metabolisms. Fine. There's exceptions to the rule. Everybody knows that one person who's like, you know, 48 years old and is like nailing it at the smorg and still is like, you know, a, th- a, a, a stick. Everybody knows that guy. Just fine. There's exceptions. Most people, you eat healthy, you exercise, take care of yourself, you'll be healthy, fit. And if you don't, you won't. That's how your body's built. You can make excuses day to tomorrow. That's how your body's built. Get some more, some less. Fine. We're not getting into that. The soul, soul is built in a certain way as well. You act in a certain way. You live a certain way. You take on responsibilities in a certain way. You 
the reaction is the world reacts differently to you. You have certain levels of belief, things change. And what we're talking about here is what we learned from Maccabees, what we learned, we've been talking about pre-Hanukkah, which is the ability to be uncomfortable, the ability to be vulnerable, the ability to feel comfortable in things that are unfamiliar. Because only when you put yourself into a world that is unfamiliar do you give it, do you give the world room to provide more for you. Right? Only when you're willing to bend your nature for what's right do you give the spiritual world the trigger to give you something that you never had before. And so when we're talking about allowing ourselves to be familiar with the unfamiliar, when it's not just like a rah-rah motivational speech. We don't, that's not what we're trying to accomplish. It's a new way of life. Where we stop allowing ourselves to be comfortable and waiting for God to poof miracles. And we start being miraculous ourselves and making ourselves worthy of miracles because we've used our soul in the way that it could be used. And just like that person who's going to the gym and gets on the treadmill and as they start running, their body's like, what are we doing here? Like, this isn't going to work out. We're going to die. And the, you know, in your core, your body can do this. You don't want to, but you could like your body can adapt to grow its muscles. When you work out, it can get stronger. It can build more stamina. Your deep down knowledge of the body's capacity to grow physically is how you exercise. But because we don't know our soul, because we don't pay enough attention to the impact that our spiritual actions have on our lives, we never take the, the notes to see that when we act in a spiritual way, we do it because we deep down know that our soul can take more. We could be kinder. We could be stronger. We could be more resilient. We could have more belief. We could do what's right, even if I don't know how. We could push ourselves spiritually. We could put, we can push past the physical natures of who, what we are to what we need to be. And when we do, we develop a certain who we are inside us and the world responds. So, being comfortable in the uncomfortable is only a litmus test to whether or not we're living like a soul, like a body. Being willing to be vulnerable for what's right is only a thermometer to whether or not I'm using my soul enough today. And so what really needs to be how we live is this constant state of wanting to live with my soul. And so I need to push myself past things that are totally familiar because there is no other way that I know that I'm pushing myself to be more than I was yesterday. And so where we need to go is into this world where what I care about is bending myself to my soul, bending myself to the spiritual world, growing spiritually. And the way I know I do that is when the physical world feels more uncomfortable.
And so that's the path, and we'll talk about tomorrow, of the only thing that makes me feel comfortable is when I'm uncomfortable. All right, we'll talk about it. Everybody, have an amazing day. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.